0: hairless ape that's uh have you seen a hairless ape Um, they're fucking shredded there was a there was a thing of like it was like a chimpanzee with alopecia chimpanzee with alopecia is uh, a great bad name yeah but yeah it was just like unnaturally well Uh, yeah they are
1: like they're shredded anyway aren't they but yeah you just see it a bit more
0: it's defined defined yeah we'll put it up there with barnacle penis you're you're defined like a bald chimp
1: (laughs) you guys are making a podcast For this,
0: welcome to the podcast Nobody Asked For with me, Ian Harris, and me, Graham Jones. And this week, we are doing something I'm not sure really what the build up would be for
1: pets. Um, we are off to the petting zoo and oh, we're what? gonna rehome some movie animals. Not that you rehome animals from petting zoos, we're gonna steal some movie animals from a petting zoo to take home huh. and. And live on a farm with us. It's
0: to to reference a story we are never telling on this podcast. It's dog heist all over again. <laughs> so this week we are covering our top three lists of fictional pets we would like to own. The only rule we had was a couple of the ideas I threw out to Graham. He said, no, I think they're too sentient. <laughs> Which means, unfortunately, Stitch is not going to be talked about.
1: Well, I think, he yeah, Stitch has a level of autonomy that I don't think you could fairly keep him as a pet. Uh,
0: that's fair. He's more your he's more your buddy.
1: Yeah. And as yeah. I meant as I said like he can pilot if I think if if pet or animal can pilot a spacecraft therefore they cannot be a pet. Uh well dogs piloted russian space things. Dogs did- <laughs> I mean they didn't pilot them did they? No, <laughs> they were put y- in them and fired. And they never yeah. and they never came back.
0: That that we know of. <laughs> Wait. I, I'm going to be writing my script, uh, Space Dog, very soon. Um, you Col- you colonised the moon. They used to have, um, or they, I don't know if they used to have, but they tried to make like pigeon-guided missiles.
1: Okay. Dick Dastardly, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. So th- th- they would have like a, a map, and the pigeon would peck on what was food, but it'd be like enemy ships or something. Okay. And it pecking on the map would guide the missile
1: to the to the ship and it would explode there's there's quite extensive like trials of like trying to get like um missed, like torpedoes and stuff on dolphins and stuff right as well
0: yeah there was a very famous one of i think in the second world war russia trained dogs to run under tanks and then they would blow tanks up there yeah but they trained them with russian tanks <laughs> so they let them out and they immediately ran under their own Thanks. That definitely sounds like something I may have hallucinated on some weird history-themed drinking night, but I'm fairly <laughs> sure that's right. Yeah, we'll roll with it. So for the for the obvious uh, conversation, and I, I we could go on for quite a while with this, what pets do you currently
1: have? What pets do I currently have? Currently, I have... I'll go in order of which I obtained them. I have a gecko, a crested gecko called Manuel. Nice. Manuel is female, but it is um quite hard to sex a gecko when they're a hatchling. Lol. And you just off... lol you just
0: lolled out loud.
1: <laughs> We're better than that. We are better than that, but it's been a long week. Ruffle copter. But he um or she, after a, a you know, enough time had passed, realised that the obvious bits weren't showing that that would have constituted him being a Manuel. But the name kinda of stuck. So Man Manuel is still Manuel despite being Lady Manuel.
0: Oh, I see. Uh, and Ray's, we had a chameleon that had gout and died twice called Mr. <laughs> Mojo. That definitely was not a Mr. <laughs> oh, I forgot so, it died twice. Yeah, yeah. So we were at, uh, I can't remember, we were at, we were going to a gig because we were in a pub in Wembley, and that's the only time I've ever been <laughs> drinking in that part of Wembley. Well, that's a lie. Uh, only time I've been drinking when there wasn't some kind of NFL thing on at Wembley. Yeah. And we got a message from my dad saying, uh, bad news, the chameleons died. I've dimmed the lights as a show of respect. <laughs> so he'd... Which basically just means he turned the lights off in uh, uh, in the chameleon enclosure. It's been a long day. Vivarium.
1: Vivarium. Or, ter- or terrarium, one of the two.
0: Ter- in the chameleon house. Yeah. Um, and then... As the gig was finishing and we were leaving, I got a message from Dad just saying, "Oh, you know what? He got better. <laughs> <laughs> he just heard him. I, I believe the phrase was he heard him rustling around, and then Mister Mojo was back there." Nice,
1: Mister Mojo must have lived, um, you know, lived a very positive life to have such great, you know, karma, 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 karma chameleon. That was
0: I, I liked that. That was a good one. But I mean, it, it's I feel like you can't you can't music reference Mister Mojo, which is already. A music reference, so he's uh, Mr. Mojo, because named after Jim Morrison, who was the Lizard King.
1: Get it? Like it? Good times. Um. So yes, Manuel. Then I have Mia. Mia is a cat uh, who hates everyone. She is named after you, Mia Wallace, in Pulp Fiction. I then have a royal python called Monty, because obviously Monty Python. Monty and the Desert Rat. Oh wait, no. And the most recent addition, who I'm sure if you've listened to even a few minutes of this podcast at any other point, you will have heard, um, is Bowie, the French Bulldog, who is, he's a special little guy. Yeah. (laughs) Should we put it that way? We're fairly sure he's a dog. (laughs) Yeah. So we
0: also have, so we, the, the collective family, we, we have Banjo, who is What can only be described as a bastard Westie. (laughs) Has no respect for the fact I paid for him, which hurts a little bit. I feel like he should, you know, I'm due respect, but he doesn't care. He's just there for food. Yep. But he is an adorable cunt. (laughs) Takes after his owner. Ah, thanks, Fab. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to... We'll throw in a disclaimer now. It's been... It's been a very stressful couple of days, so I feel like I'm gonna be swearing a lot more today than I normally do. <laughs> so I apologize if there's disagreements. And I just start randomly shouting about other people. I'm 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 prepared. So before we dive into fictional pets then, mm. what kind of pets would you like
1: to add to your menagerie? Oh, so I'm gonna I wanna get another dog, but I kind of want like one that's hilariously bigger than a French bulldog because I just think they'll be funnier. Okay. Going around with each other. I don't. I don't care what other dog we get, as long as it's called Kazui. <laughs> we, we need to
0: complete. So Ban, yeah, Banjo is named after Banjo Kazui because when he was a puppy, he looked like a little bear. Yeah. Oh,
1: strong. Or you could just get a bird called Kazui.
0: All that. Yeah.
1: I also I want to get a hognose snake because they're just hilariously dramatic. And lastly, I at some point my dream pet is a black and white Argentinian tegu. They are, you look confused, um, so they're fairly sizable lizards. They're probably about... There we go. I thought you said tapir. <laughs> <Okay>, Tape <laughs> Yep. I can understand why tapir was a strange...
0: <laughs> yeah, like, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I, I know you like your exotic wildlife, but <laughs> a pet tapir in suburban London is, isn't something you're I'm likely sure to see. I'm sure someone's got
1: one i'm sure someone's got one but no a, a tegu so they're yeah they're kind of similar to like similar looking to a monitor lizard but a bit bulkier um okay. they enjoy lots of exotic fruits and they can get quite tame to be like they will kind of walk around your house just like a dog but big lizard oh nice so they're they're pretty cool so that's that's my dream but they they need a a big a big ass enclosure. Yeah, I I think what
0: I want more than anything is for my friends to own certain pets. Yeah. Because like a lot of the dogs I like are either the ones that you have to run. Yeah. So, uh Australian Cattle Dogs. Mhm. They're they're proper Australian working dogs, but they are so adorable and they're really clever. They they're the ones that often have the mismatched eyes.
1: Yeah, yeah, really nice dogs. Yeah. yeah.
0: They're obviously bred to be running around these massive australian farms yeah to look after it properly because you don't want to have a dog you can't actually look after you have to run it for miles yeah or if it's not a dog you have to run it's a dog you have to pay a small fortune to feed (laughs) so like uh bernese mountain dogs yeah are just lovely but they're so big
1: (laughs) yeah i really i really love bernese mountain dogs and also i would never get one but i do love a saint bernard but they do slobber everywhere
0: irish wolfhounds are up there as well but i think they they're similar it costs a small fortune to feed and they molt everywhere so i want i want friends to own them and then i get the the benefit of getting to play with a dog and then also saying oh look it just shat
1: over there you probably need to go clean that up don't you i mean th- that's kind of my philosophy on like kids I'd- i was
0: just i was just questioning whether i should say that or not uh, then yeah
1: yeah, my 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 friends' kids are great. I don't have to I don't have to oh, deal yeah. with any of that. You can just like rile them up, make them crazy whilst you're around there, and then you go home and um, no, none of the drama. And yeah, you know. I I don't even want to be like the Uncle
0: Ian person because that still like implies a level of familiar attachment, which you would still have to clean up shit. So like I I want to be just just be friend. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's Ian. He's cool. He was uni friends with my dad. Yeah. yeah. Oh look, he, he's got me chocolate. Great. Brilliant! Let's just run around. Oh, he's teaching me swear words. It's influencing my mu- mu- music taste. Yeah, that is that that is the dream. Yeah, <laughs> I want I just turn a child into decent music and rugby. That's it. I obviously meant to say turn onto.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> not, uh, turn not him turn. into. <laughs> I want to turn him into
0: a rugby ball. <laughs> so before we we dive deeper into our fictional petting zoo. Yes. Uh, I, I think it's about the time of the episode, Graham. Where we talk about our movie recommendations nobody asked for. I think it is. And and this week, again, we're going to pretend like we don't know
1: whose it is. I believe it's you. Yay. Yes, it is. And I did remember this week. Congratulations. So this was inspired somewhat from our conversation around the um, level of sentience and autonomy. So I wanted to pick a film that, that... extensively features animals, but ones that couldn't make it into us having them as pets because it would just feel a little bit a little bit like I don't know, prisoner of war campy. That's probably not the right way of saying it, but you know what I mean? Like <laughs> uh, Plus plus like prisoner
0: of war campy sounds like you're describing a fashion.
1: <laughs> a bit of like no man's land sheep. Or like Ru- RuPaul Paul nineteen forty two. So the film that I'm going to recommend this week is 2016's depending where you are zootopia or zootropolis oh nice what was it here pretty sure it was zootropolis here i don't know why they changed it between them not entirely sure but it is essentially it's disney film animated movie world full of animals and it's basically the disney take on a buddy cop buddy cop film or a bunny cop film if you if you prefer, you, you are so happy with that,
0: aren't
1: you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm always happy with anything that vaguely resembles a joke. It was a hair raising, nice. It's a little bit, it's a little bit um, controversial to refer to a, a bunny as a as a hare. Just, just gonna throw it out there. Mm, damn, yeah,
0: <laughs> my bad. If you were, if you were in Zootropolis, mm. what animal would you want to be? That's what all the listeners are clearly. Shouting into their uh, speakers about.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I if there's one I'd want to be, but given the gingerness, I'd probably end up as Jason Bateman's character, so the the red fox. Because I'm ginger, not because I'm a con artist.
0: (laughs) Yeah, good point.
1: Because because you're a fox. (laughs) I don't know what I'd go for. What's a beard? Um, you've got the Idris Elba's like he's not really got a beard as such, but he's the big like bison thing and he's quite you know could play front row yeah all right yeah chief bogo is his chief name bogo. yeah i'd yeah. go
0: for I, yeah I, I'd, I'd go for bison always a fan of the orangutans from uh planet of the apes maybe i'll just go for that i get thumbs that way
1: you could be a hairless ape which I could is, be a hairless ape. which is a callback to something that's not going to be included in this episode it might
0: it might be a very long <laughs> if the intro is less than 10 seconds If the cold open is less than 10 seconds, we have not included that uh, conversation. (laughs) If it's longer, it's a great conversation about the muscle definition of chimps with alopecia.
1: But yeah, really good film, really fun film. It's got a lot of, I mean, really good voice acting cast. So you've got Jennifer Godwin, Jason Bateman, Idris Elba, Jenny Slate, Nate Torrance, Bonnie Hunt, Tommy Chong, J.K. Simmons, Alan Tujic, Shakira. Shakira, Shakira.
0: Because um, Alan Tudyk is a Frozen reference.
1: Is he? I can't... I, I don't yeah, recall. so Alan Tudyk is... Oh, yeah, Duke Weaselton. Duke Weaselton, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. Go watch Zootropolis or Zootopia, depending on where you are in the world, because it's a lot of fun. And, you know, who, who doesn't love a, a buddy cop Disney movie?
0: I'm very true. But if there are people out there who don't
1: like a uh, buddy cop disney movie yeah uh,
0: predominantly about animals is there any other film you might think they
1: would enjoy instead um well if you're not a fan of animals then maybe this film might tickle your fancy because it involves a bear being dismembered and having someone stuffed inside of it and that movie is ariasta's midsummer the the
0: I'm trying to say something new. I dare you.
1: I am. I'm trying. I'm trying to come up with something new. Ian and we've. <laughs> it's hard. The um the joyful jaunt around a Swedish cult camp, whilst you're enjoying, not enjoying, whilst witnessing um the uh, devolution of a very toxic relationship, featuring predominantly bears and there's i mean there's there's quite a few animals in the feast as well also all dead yeah it's probably as far away from zootropolis as you can get as a movie so if if zootropolis isn't what you're after stick midsummer on instead nice and without without further ado
0: it's time for us to discuss our top three lists i don't know why i'm phrasing this like it's the introduction to a tv show and now we go to our top three lists of fictional pets we would like to own Starting with myself uh, as the first choice, not as the pet we would like to own. I'm not doing like a weird like moon
1: reference. Well, this
0: <laughs> the pet I would like to own is myself.
1: You have you have buggered up my first choice. Now then, you know what? I'm going to just leave that hanging and <laughs> go straight into my choice. Graham, <laughs> yes, I want a
0: dragon. Fair. Your choice. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, when entering this, I, I immediately thought, what, what fictional animal or fictional pet would I like to own? And it, it's a dragon. It It's just a dragon. I don't know if that is the Welsh side of me. I've just realized I'm wearing a rugby jersey with a dragon on as well. But dragons are badass. So then that brought the question of which dragon would I want? And there's a lot of choices to choose from. So there's any of the three from... Game of Thrones. Yep. Valkor the luck dragon from Neverending Story. But I have a feeling that would end up. Do you remember in Family Guy when Peter has a luck dragon? Yep. And just thrives it into the floor. I have a feeling that's what that would end up being. Uh Smaug comes with riches. So I I feel like I could possibly feels, feels like, him
1: Yeah, it feels like the good choice.
0: Um Sean Connery, <laughs> the Norwegian Ridgeback, Hungarian Horntail. The Ukrainian Iron Belly from uh, Harry Potter. Albi the Racist Dragon. The Soup Dragon. There's a lot of dragons to choose from. Yeah. I have decided the, the first pet I'm going to be introducing into the abode is the unholy offspring of lightning and death itself. The Night Fury that is Toothless <laughs> from How to Train Your Dragon. Toothless is just a bit adorable, isn't he? He's it? got, got a
1: f- funny shaped head, I've always thought. So,
0: his head is um, very Stitch-like because it turns out it was directed by the same people who did Lilo and Stitch. Okay. So there is a, there's a lot of crossover between the two, but he was modelled
1: on... See, I, just, I just pulled up a picture and it's not the head as such. It's the lack of a... Like, his, his shoulders go straight into his head. There's no real-defined neck. I think that's the thing that, that's the, the bizarre feature. Ah, that's fair. Uh,
0: the search Camille Chat, who is the uh, French hooker who has exactly the same thing. <laughs> <Pet>. <laughs> yep, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep! So, the appearance and personality of Toothless was inspired by cats, dogs, and horses, but I'm assuming those weren't fire-breathing cats, dogs, and horses. There's a bit of kind of, like, giant salamander in it as well, but a lot of the animation style, they used cats as references. So, there's a great video where I think one of the animators... Attached like a bit of paper to a cat's tail, yeah, and then they just filmed it, trying to shake it off, and they use that as a reference point in the uh the film Th- there's a lot he would bring to the table, so he's protective and loyal, which is something I don't get from the current pets in my life. Banjo will leave me for either anyone with food,
1: anyone new, or just whoever else is in the room yeah i mean you you were here when I most recently um he went into kennels for the day. He left the house with... Like, he didn't even look back. Didn't give a shit no. at all. It's harder when you look back. That's why. <laughs> but
0: he uh, saves his owner's life repeatedly. Uh, apparently, the Night Fury is the, the the cleverest dragon species in world as well. It can fly over 100 miles an hour. Enhance senses. And obviously, it kind of shoots plasma and breathes fire and all that usual dragon shit. So this made me think of like oh maybe there are other cool dragons in the how to train your dragon world which uh is based heavily around the island of berk yeah which i didn't realize used to be cockney rhyming slang for cunt no i didn't until you texted me that earlier <laughs> so it was cockney rhyming slang of berkeley hunt and right. that completely blew my mind what is what is a berkeley hunt do we know what is a cunt <laughs> it's a fox hunt based out of gloucester Uh, okay so i had a look through for other dragon species in world and they're all fucking incredibly named so they all sound like either like they sound like the bands on a festival lineup that are in smaller font okay yeah yeah so the ones which they'll always be good but you wouldn't necessarily know them they're also split up into different dragon types because why not? So you have the Stoker class that has dragons such as Fireworm, Gobsucker, Green Death, Hobgobbler, Night Terror, Red Death, and the Typhoomerang.
1: <laughs> I guess that if you're in the Typhoomerang, you don't really get very far, you just keep keep coming back. Just keep
0: going back, but very quickly. Yeah. Boulder class has the catastrophic quacken. The Hot Burple, Shovelheim and the Snaffle Fang. Tracker class has the Common Rock Stomper, Deadly Nadder, Thunderclaw, Submaripper, and Windnasher. Uh, Sharp class has the devilish dervish, the eggbiter, the raincutter, the shivertooth, and the Thornridge. There's the Bewilderbeast, Beast, Luminous Crafin, Seashocker, Thunderdrum. There's then like Lycan Wing. The Night Fury is a strike class which are known for just being like really high speed with really strong jaw strength and extreme intelligence. But yeah, uh, the Woolly Howl, Death Gripper, Skrill, Night... Yeah, it's... Flightmare. Flightmare. They're just all bands. They are all bands where you would end up... All, they're the kind of bands you end up staying in the pub for too long to see when they're supporting someone.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just making me think. Can you imagine like just having the job at... Is it DreamWorks that, that do House change? So So, y-
0: yes... I don't know how much of it comes from Dreamworks and how so it was based on a book series. Okay. But so so I don't know how much is from the book and how much the the team there have come up with but it would be so much fun.
1: But either way, if you're like your job is just coming up with ridiculous names for dragons like that's, devilish dervish. That sounds straight out of Harry Potter to be fair, devilish dervish. It's
0: it, it's a mix between Harry Potter or the BFG.
1: Yeah. So oh, very... I, I I learned something about Roald Dahl the other day. So you know, in Woody Wonka or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, you remember? Do you remember the famous line, "Snozzberries taste like the Snozzberries taste like Snozzberries" when they're licking the wallpaper? Yes, I do. I'm assuming you're going to now tell us what a Snosbury is. Yeah. Do you know what a Snosbury is?
0: Uh, I do, because you told me very happy that you just found out this piece of information.
1: So the Snosbury is um, referenced in one of Roald Dahl's other adult books as a uh, pseudonym for a penis. So he basically wrote into Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Charlie and Grandpa Joe licking wallpaper that tastes like penises.
0: Nice. I mean, a lot of these could also be euphemisms for penises, couldn't they? Go on then. Crimson gore gutter? <laughs>
1: <laughs> a hideous zippelback? If you've got a hideous zippelback, you need to go to the doctor, Ian. <laughs> but,
0: but yeah, I just I just like the idea of owning a super speed, super intelligent, fire-breathing dragon. Um, The, the only issue I would have is that... Toothless is the last Night Fury. Right. So he's currently owned by Hiccup Horrendous Haddock III. And I'm not sure what that means in terms of taking ownership of Toothless. So do I need to beat the owner in a fight? Because if that's the case, he's a 15-year-old with one leg. So I think I could take him. I think you could. But there, there, there are morals around that. Do I then just have to out alpha a fifteen-year-old or the dragon? I mean,
1: yeah, it also depends how how you would train your dragon, I suppose. Well, preferably
0: it's trained before it gets to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm rescuing. So okay, so so the fifteen-year-old's been tragically killed,
0: and you're just in, in something that completely completely looks like an accident. But I am <laughs> I am rescuing Toothless from the perfect movie life he's had so he can come live in west london with me
1: how would you um so talking earlier about like not being able to run an australian working dog etc what would your um how would you make sure that you provided enough enrichment to um a dragon
0: well see this is the thing right the, the main thing stopping me running an australian cattle dog is my inability to run <laughs> toothless comes with a harness Okay. I, I I I could run an Australian cattle dog. I'm going to be very careful how I phrase this. <laughs> I could run an Australian cattle dog five ten miles a day if I could ride it. <laughs> if they, if if a dog was big enough and well let's let's not beat around the bush here, Graham. Strong enough <laughs> to be able to support my body weight while it's running. Okay, that's easy. That's easy to train it, or not train it. That's easy to keep it entertained and in shape. Toothless is also, you know, maybe it's like the homing pigeon thing, or we can just kind of let him fuck off and he'll come yeah. back.
1: Although we did reference Game of Thrones earlier, and we all know what happened there when she let them... Uh...
0: Uh, so you're saying the last series of Toothless is going to be shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he's going to get
0: impaled. True, but I, I wouldn't be... There are no... I, I, I don't know if owning Toothless would then also require me to fight Vikings. Um... Like, d- does that whole lifestyle come with owning a dragon? Because, you know, like, if you own a dog, you end up befriending other dog owners and people walking dogs. And it's like, oh, you got a Westie too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then everyone will just buy you stuff of that dog. Like mugs and plates and calendars and all that stuff. Like, do, do, but a dragon's kind of cooler to have on that. It's this commemorative dragon plate. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't say no to that. Yeah. It'll work. Yeah. So, yeah. Toothless is just fun. I, I think he's adorable. <laughs> and it also means I get to own a dragon. Uh, but a dragon that wouldn't necessarily... Like, Smaug, I think, would just fuck me up.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's he's a bit of a grumpy guts, isn't he? And takes up more space. Yeah.
0: Toothless is a compact dragon that suits the busy businessman that I am. Just with no neck. Just with no neck. Not sure... Yeah, you know, maybe maybe we go for the Bewilderbeast. Maybe get an egg biter in. The aforementioned hideous Zippelback.
1: But I, I think Night Fury is the way to go. You, you're going to have to... Take
0: on his his lover as well. Right? Uh, they, they they he 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 can associate with who he wants to, as long as he knows where his loyalties sit. Okay. Um, the Light Fury, I believe you are you are referencing from. Yeah. Uh, I was about to say, "How I Met Your Mother." That's a different thing. It's "How I Met Your Mother" with dragons would be interesting. It'd be better than "How I Met Your Mother." Very true. <laughs> Fucking Ted Mosby. But I w- I would watch seven seasons of a show that ends with Ted Mosby dying in Dragon Flame. Hundred percent. Fuck me, I hate them so much. Sorry, sorry, for, sorry for yet again falling into the conversation of how much of a shit Ted Mosby is. Ted Mosby would spend three three seasons talking about how he
1: deserves a dragon. Oh yeah, yeah, and like how, I'm, but uh, I'm I'm such a nice guy while well, like fucking over other dragons. Yeah, yeah, exactly that.
0: So it it's it, it would be an interesting lifestyle. I I might have to up kind of the gym intensity a bit so I can fend off dragon hunters and things like that but yeah. i think it's worth it for only a pet who would actually legitimately give a shit and last question
1: what are you feeding it
0: um what do they eat oh, i would go um yeah maybe we go like jurassic park style
1: that's exactly what i was thinking like the, just the, slowly bring the goat. a goat up yeah out of the ground because <laughs> that's that's going to be an expensive expensive to feed It i imagine yeah
0: um fish apparently toothless eats fish so okay. maybe I just have to, maybe I just have to move to the coast. Eh. One one interesting thing is how to t- train your dragon has a very real impact on pet ownership. Are you really? Um yeah, the the adoption rate of black cats went up.
1: Oh, cuz yeah, historically they don't they don't get adopted, right?
0: Yeah, cuz so many people bought black cats and called them toothless. So, you know, he's just he's a dragon that just keeps giving back. So, yes, dragons. Dragons every Day.
1: Ow! Ugh. <laughs> he went to scratch himself, but scratched all down my back because he's an idiot.
0: Nice. I'm assuming you're talking about Bowie.
1: Yeah, he sat right behind me.
0: <sighs>
1: he's jealous. He knows
0: you're about to talk about a pet you want over him.
1: Yeah, this is very true.
0: Okay, so your choice. My right.
1: choice. So I am going to go for a cat that is not a cat. A cat that is not a cat that is called Goose, but is actually a Flarkin. Of course, I'm talking about Goose from Captain Marvel and the MCU. To be fair, Toothless is basically a cat that's not a cat. But he's not a Flarkin. Flarkin, Fl- Flarkin. So Goose is Doctor oh, top, top Gun. Well, I'm I'm assuming that's why they've called it, right because Marvel is a fighter pilot. Danvers is a fighter pilot. I'm assuming. Oh shit!
0: Yes, that is probably the answer. <laughs> See. See, kids, through the power of sarcasm, you can learn things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that's why they named uh, they named the cat Goose, who's not actually a cat. Although I think most people assumed Goose was a cat until the point that they realised... Well, I think Talos is the first one that realises, in the film at least, that Goose isn't a cat. But yeah, so Goose is a Flerken. So a Flerken, they are extremely dangerous alien creatures who resemble Earth cats. And they have a particularly unique physiology in that they have a pocket dimension inside their body which is great for hiding things like tesseracts and the like um they also have big old tentacles that come out of their mouths which obviously helps in um hiding of said objects and uh, they lay eggs as well because you know why not so goose appears to us at least as a um cute ginger cat who um hangs around with Carol Danvers and then ultimately Nick Fury throughout Captain Marvel and just is is it's just awesome really it's a cat but with all of these like amazing extra superpowers there's the fact that she can keep any pesty scrolls at bay because as i mentioned Talos was absolutely terrified this is back when everyone else thought she was just a cat and he realized that she was a, a flurkin even more useful if you need to take out some Kree. I think there's a scene in Captain Marvel where where Goose basically uses her tentacles to uh, kill a, a small army of Kree that are coming for the the scrolls. Oh,
0: I forgot. Oh, I forgot about that scene. Yeah.
1: It, does does Nick Fury just kind of point it at them? Yeah. Basically, she's obviously been to space. She is a space kitty, unlike the uh, the aforementioned Russian dogs. This one came back. <laughs> Rush, Russian dogs is another great band name. Russian dogs is a great band name. Yeah,
0: actually, no. Let's go for the aforementioned Russian dogs.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, longer than usual life for a cat. So obviously, cats—one of the one of the big downsides to cats and pets in general is they—you know—they don't live as long as we do. But Flerkins do have a much longer life than than your regular house cat. So, you know, she's going to be around for a while as a companion and also as a, as essentially a weapon and a very very good hiding space the uh it's it's good it's
0: good to have a pet with purpose exactly right because sex you save money on suitcases yep backpacks yep just get like one of those uh you keep it in a uh a post yeah
1: and also if you were ever you know if we if we want to have a bit of a crossover event here if you maybe didn't have space to you know house toothless day to day i could store it in your non-cat exactly i
0: could store my cat inspired non-cat in your suitcase
1: non-cat yeah it's ba- it it, it's like the russian doll of non-cats i'd
0: also like to raise non-cat as a band name i hope someone's writing these down <laughs>
1: <laughs> goose uh was referred to as a number of names um during captain marvel because of i guess less the uh interesting approach to to humans and the like and but my favorite, my favorite name that she garnered during the film was um, being referred to as a mother flurkin, which uh, is you've got to get these mother flurkin snakes <laughs> off this mother flurkin plane. Exactly. There is obviously the slight sore spot of the fact that she blinded Nick Fury, but you know if Samuel can get over it, then I think I can get over it. And obviously the you know the the aforementioned heroics more than make up for. For losing Nick Fury's eye. Plus, Nick Fury got a brand out of that, right? Like, Nick Fury was not as interesting with two eyes. Nick Fury seems like the kind of guy who would have worn an eye patch anyway. <laughs> so now he has, he's just got purpose, right? Yeah.
0: There's, there's, yeah, a, there's exactly. a reason behind it. It all makes sense. I I put it to you, Graham. Yes. That the main reason you have choi- uh, chosen this is you have a bias towards animals named after other animals. <laughs>
1: What, because of my dog? Because of your dog. Not this dog, but my old dog. Not this dog, but the old dog. Yeah. You're, of course, referring to my Cocker Spaniel as a child who was called Badger. Yep. Hermaphrodite Cocker Spaniel? Hermaphrodite Cocker Spaniel, yes. Hermaphrodite
0: Cocker Spaniel
1: Um, called Badger. Yeah. That was an interesting day. So Badger was the runt of the litter and went for a good probably four or five years of his life. Absolutely fine. Happy going along. And then he was, you know... Turned quite ill. We weren't a hundred percent sure of um, what was wrong with him, so we took him to the vets, and they did some tests, and we left him there. And then we got a phone call, and uh, they said, "Okay, well, we seem to have, we've we've un, we've kind of figured out what's wrong with him." Okay, yeah. So it turns out his uterus is infected. <laughs> That's so a, yeah must must be a cocker spaniel thing so um which ended up in him being taken round to a veterinary college in potter's bar to be operated on and i'm fairly sure there was some kind of, we signed some kind of release to have uh, to allow them to write like a paper or study about him as well oh, nice
0: so so the famous <laughs> badger yeah. the hermaphrodite cocker spaniel yeah who was, al- was also not a cat
1: he was also not a cat, no he,
0: he was many things
1: but, but not a cat. He may he to be fair, give, given his history, he may well have also been a cat. Badger, the hermaphrodite cog spaniel also sounds like a, like a, a really edgy kid's book.
0: <laughs> yeah uh, like a picture book.:
1: Yeah, yeah. this is Badger: this One is day, Badger's uterus.: Badger was feeling unwell.: that That's the release you signed. <laughs> it was it, yeah. David it Williams was, is going to write a book yeah. about him.
0: It, it was the likeness rights <laughs> for uh, Badger the hermaphrodite Coccus Spaniel.
1: Yeah. But yeah, may, maybe that does play into it. Maybe maybe Goose the cat who's not a goose and also isn't a cat is is there is something that is within me with um with Badger the Coccus Spaniel. Uh, so Goose Goose the Cat is actually two lies. Goose the cat is two lies, yeah. 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 It's a lie upon a lie upon a dimension a pocket dimension upon some tentacles. But yeah, I just think he's great. Like she's great. Sorry, it's it, you, it's kind of like so with your dragon. It's a really cool pet, but like you're gonna cause some, you're gonna cause some commotion in West London, right? I've I'm just that's gonna... true. I, I mean, to
0: be fair, Toothless is he's stealthy. One of it's one of the one of the traits of the strike class dragon, Graham, is their stealthiness. So, I... uh, f- uh, with respect, fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I am I'm, I'm fairly sure that he won't be unnoticed in No that's
0: that's fair. I I, I will I will go as far as saying a a, a big dragon is more noticeable than a cat.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think yes. that's fair. So my my uh, my flurkin can <laughs> go about its its day-to-day life as a cat but still have its awesome additional powers of um tentacles and um and uh, pocket dimensions and also, you know, looking after my tesseract also, it turned out that apparently um, Kevin Feige has expressed interest in doing um, an MCU production focusing on Goose for Disney Plus. Um, watch the shit out of what, it uh, to explore the story in the last twenty years following Captain Marvel. So basically, what's what's Goose been up to since Captain Marvel?
0: Yeah, I mean, we 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 have no. Uh, no, no history or experience in this. But if, if if they need someone to write it, yep, and they want to take a complete shot in the dark, it's probably best to pick someone other than us because we'll have no idea what we're doing. We'd give it a good go though. I I feel like we would end up writing it in like all of the action would happen off screen, and all you see is just just two Flurkins talking about. Uh, so did you know that Burke? <laughs> Is Cockney, uh, uh, hang on just give me a minute and then they go off screen you just hear a load of tentacles yeah, and then yeah. it walks back it's like yeah because because berkeley hugged
1: uh, do you know what i'd watch that just just real real dialogue driven like goose goose on her deathbed recounting her past to her litter of flurken. What she's, been do- what she's done in the past 20 years after she regurgi- regurgitated that tesseract. Yeah,
0: I've I, I pulled up a list of her, of the of Flurkin's powers, and they sound like they would belong on our uh, small font music festival bands. <laughs> uh, tentacle Protrusion. It's like, oh, sorry, I, I can't see them. I'm off to see Nested Mouths. <laughs> and then Toxicity, which is like the System of a Band tribute band. System of a Down, not System of a Band. Oh shit, yeah. System of a down. Tribute band. <laughs> and then Overwhelming Cuteness. Which definitely sounds like a name you'll get for like a
1: disgustingly heavy metal band. Yeah, I like I like that.
0: We are Overwhelming Cuteness. This song is
1: called <laughs> But yeah. It works. She's a damn cute cat slash flurkin. She's loyal. Um she's gonna be around for a long time. She's gonna fuck anyone up that comes at you, and that is why I would like to add goose to the Jones menagerie. <laughs> Are you coming to the pub or are you staying at home? I'm coming to the pub. Wunderbar. Uh, so next up
0: is my choice, um, which we definitely aren't doing two days after the last one because we decided <laughs> to go to the pub. So going less, less draconian, Ye- dragonian, yeah. Drag- yeah. less, dr- less dragony with this one uh, as we take ourselves to the, the mean streets of old New York. Or the distant past of 1997. I wasn't sure what would be funnier. So we are, of course, talking about the Border Terrier-ish dog, Seymour Asses. <laughs> so Seymour Asses is Fry's dog from Futurama. Uh, it appears in Season 4, Episode 7, Jurassic Bark, which, to be fair, great is a great name. Fry meets Seymour outside of a... Uh, so he's supposed to be delivering a pizza, and it's clearly a prank call because it's two seymour asses uh and then he meets a dog in an alley um and feeds the dog the pizza and says i oh, you'll just have to tell them you're seymour asses and then he becomes fry's dog and he he's an adorable little fucker really he can he can bark and sing walking on sunshine, he has the smell of a wet dog even when he's dry, and in his defense, like very toothless of him, he did try to like lassie the situation i believe that's the correct term i think so so when fry got frozen i haven't explained futurama to anyone because i'm assuming everyone is on board with what futurama is i think so it'll be fine it's the simpsons but set in the future yeah so he tried to he got fry's family to the cry uh cryogenics lab when Fry frozen himself okay but they didn't notice fry there so he's he is clever He's t- tenacious, but uh, human stupidity is always going to win forward. It's,
1: it, it, you obviously mentioned it's um, Matt Groening. It's, it's the Simpsons in the future with bits of space mixed in. You could tell it's not Seth MacFarlane because uh, he would talk then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it would be exactly the same as the Simpsons. In an early episode of The Simpsons and I I wonder if it's linked or not, but there's I think Sorry, I, I
0: I love I love how you noticeably
1: sound hungover. <laughs> <laughs> this episode's gonna be fun to uh chronologically I, I don't know what you mean this this is happening straight after your yeah well, it's straight straight afterwards my my first choice the um yeah early episode of simpsons I think it's when Bart gets a babysitter and he's doing prank calls yes and he calls up and is it in that one or is it in yeah I think it is he, call, he does a prank call as uh See more butts so I maybe it, it may be completely um unrelated but given it's both Matt Groening I wonder if it's a kind of a nod back to the, the Simpsons. Or he just th- couldn't think of a new joke. I th-
0: yeah, or, or both. <laughs> the, the the most notable thing with Seymour Asses is he takes part in what is arguably the single most depressing scene in TV history. So he's told to wait outside. So <laughs> summarising an episode of Futurama just sounds like we're lying. So they find the fossilised remains of Seymour Asses. Um, which has been turned into Dolomite, which is a reference to an incredible black exploitation film from the 80s. And they're going to clone the dog with all of his memories. And Fry realises that Seymour is 15 when he died, which is 12 years after he owned him. And he must have had an incredible, brilliant life. But it turns out Seymour sat outside the pizza place every day for 12 years, waiting for Fry to come home. And there did you died. And it, it's a minute long montage. So I rewatched this episode yesterday and I couldn't bring myself to watch that last minute and a half. It's so bleak.
1: Th- 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 thanks for putting a downer on the uh, the proceedings, Ian.
0: <laughs> but thanks to timey-wimey bullshit, because Futurama went like that later, a duplicate of Fry. Got to spend those twelve years with Seymour after travelling back in time due to like a time travel QR code or something. Uh, okay, so th- the, the Nolan cut of Futurama. yeah, it was when yeah, Futurama got really fucking philosophically time travelly.
1: Was this when it came back because it was ca- it finished this... and then it came back for a couple like one two seasons?
0: So it's when it came back, I think between that and it did like the movies. Oh right, yeah. So you had the three parter episodes. Um, So I think this was like Bender's time heist or something like that. But then Bender, um, in an assassination attempt gone wrong, Seymour then gets fossilized. So I I think people thought the ending was so bleak that they rewrote it so he was happy. But, you know, in the end, Seymour is a good boy. That's all you want from a a lovable smelly bastard of a dog.
1: And that's exactly the kind of pet which I see myself Completely falling in love with. The thing that depresses me the most about this is I know that if I was gone for 12 minutes, let alone 12 years, Bo is fucking off to whoever is giving him the most attention and treats.
0: (laughs) Banjo doesn't wait for me to get to the door. The novelty of me being there has already worn off. But what I decided to do was because this is one of the most depressing TV moments, but out of absolutely nowhere, uh, I decided to look into other complete gut punches that came out of nowhere because that's the kind of shit i do to myself brendan fraser's funeral in scrubs oh god yeah yeah which i think is the famous uh one black Anna goes forth where they go over the top yep is quite powerful do you know who rowley burke in qc is i do not so he is the fast show drunk character right i was very
1: very drunk that, that yeah, guy yeah. Um, that was what, just, just as a. That was very good. Well done.
0: Thanks. But there's a sketch of his where he reminisces about this time he met this woman. And it's not funny. It, it feels like it's about to be funny, but then it is just. It's his alcoholism got in the way of him, of this relationship. Right. And then she, and then she might have died. <laughs>
1: okay. And it's
0: just like, this isn't. It's one of the. Paul Whitehouse shouldn't be able to do that. That's
1: not that's not the wheelhouse of a british comedy legend. No. I've been uh, talking of Paul Whitehouse. I've recently been binging the Whitehouse and Mortimer go fishing uh, oh yeah. series. Yeah. It's just like the best like chill out TV of they're just fishing and cooking heart healthy foods because they both had like serious heart problems in the last 5 years. But it's just so wholesome and it's it's great and I love Bob Mortimer. Yeah. This
0: this next one isn't quite... Well, it's still gut-punchy, but in the overwhelmingly wholesome way. So when Michael Scott buys Pam's art and says he's proud of her. Yep. Yep. That completely out of nowhere, and it was uh, paused the show for a while. The Four knocks in Doctor Who, are you aware of that? I'm not a Doctor Who fan. Yeah, no, I didn't think so. That's um, completely... There's a prophecy, basically, that Four Knox is going to single his death, and he thinks he's beaten it and saved the day. And then a side character just knocks on a window. And it's all like,
1: oh shit, this is awful. I definitely Um, wasn't um, sure if you were saying Fort Knox or Fort Knox. Fort Knox, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Doctor Who, yeah.
0: So there's a heist in Fort Knox that gets really, um, really emotional. Um, And then I was having a pretty bad day. So I stopped researching because I started getting overwhelmingly sad. But instead... I started researching good shit that was happening. So did you know Keanu Reeves secretly finances a number of children's hospitals? I don't, but that's... In theory, I shouldn't if he's doing it secretly. True, true. (laughs) Uh, Do you know what the Carlton Tavern is? No. So the Carlton Tavern is a pub in West London that was illegally demolished. So it's next to uh, land where they were building, I believe, flats. Um, And the company decided that it would be cheaper destroying the pub and paying the fines then it would go through the legal process because i think it was um it was being discussed for being listed right and instead of uh, ordering a fine the courts ordered that they rebuild the pub brick by brick exactly the same that's reopened now nice. there was a police dog in australia that was fired for being too friendly and it just got a job as being a greeter for the governor uh, wales won the six nations John Cena has over 600 Make a Wish wishes granted.
1: I know, I know, we've spoken about it before, but um, I think Guy Fieri is kind of similar on that number of Make a Wish things. Like he's just does it like fucking yeah, all the he, time. He, he's 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 up there, but John Cena, I
0: think, is like I, I think he's a good hundred plus ahead of the next person. And then uh Marcus Rashford at 23 has become the youngest person ever to top the Sunday Times giving list. Uh he's donated 20 million pounds to food poverty and community charities, which is a sum greater than his personal worth.
1: Yeah, I saw that the other day. Yeah. That's fair, fair play. And just to bring it back down, I don't know if you are aware but Man United played in the Europa Cup final on Wednesday and they lost. You you know I'm not um and Marcus Rashford didn't have a Particularly good game. He was alright, but he didn't have a particular good game. And um in the post match interview said that he'd already received seventy messages of racial abuse on Twitter. Fucking hell. Yeah.
0: See you said that after I'd re- like read through my entire list of good <laughs> shit.
1: No, people are fucked up. Sorry, people suck.
0: They do. Yeah. I'll I, you I, know what I'll do? I'm gonna go I'm gonna just say another one of these one of the list. Um and then I'll delete when I mentioned it before. <laughs> <laughs> just so suddenly well, actually, like, I, I was just gonna say Wales One the Six Nations again because I'm gonna crowbar that in as often as I can over the next year. Okay. If if you if because of sport you feel the need to directly message someone and say anything, let alone racial abuse, you are the worst type of cunt
1: and the world is a better place without you. It's it's the same as as the people who sending like the death threats to the Captain America guy in hmm. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Because they didn't like him as Captain America. It's like, what is wrong with... Honestly, what is wrong with people? Which is why we need more Seymours and less... Which is why we... Yeah, which is why we
0: need more people like Seymour. The people who are willing to just... He's just... Yeah, he's just a great dog. It just keeps coming back to he is a good boy. He is the the best. He is the goodest of good boys. But he's just... So I, I was very close to doing... So Doug from Up, obviously. But I think the... I don't want to really know what a dog thinks about me. <laughs> like that, that. Yeah. It, it, it's adorable right up until it suddenly won't be. It'll be horrifying. But Seymour, he's just, he's the closest I feel to, a, for me, it's the perfect encapsulation of what a
1: dog is. It's a smelly bastard who loves you. So we were initially going to have two futurama pets until i realized that my futurama pet was breaking my own rules about the sentiency and autonomy of of the animal slash alien in question but we do have a similar crossover with futurama in that we're going from a dog to a a big a big dog (laughs) big dog
0: but also to be fair
1: oh and the reason why is because i was going to pick nibbler i realized i didn't even just say that
0: (laughs) yeah nibbler nibbler allowed himself to be a pet so I, i think there might have been a bit of leeway. Uh, uh, not enough that I wouldn't. It would
1: not have been our top three because I did uh, be yeah. a prick about it. Absolutely, and you have every right to. be.
0: We, we set these. Graham, you set these fucking rules.
1: <laughs> so yeah, in a in a in a moment of of haste, I I was trying to think. Okay, well, who who do I replace nibbler with? And yeah, as I said, a big dog. Um, and the biggest of dogs is. And he
0: managed to do that in the time it took me to talk about Seymour answers. <laughs> <laughs> that Definitely wasn't done over another nondescript time that may have taken place between picks. Yeah,
1: exactly that, yeah.
0: We should, have, we should have gone out of our way just to sound completely different.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: uh, I kind yeah. of have. <laughs> anyway, I, lo- I love these dogs.
1: Big dog. Big dog, yeah. So we're going to Westeros. So that, was your, that was your nickname. I'm making that work. Well, big dog.
0: Over to you for the next choice, big dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, off to Westeros and we are going to hang out with Ghost. So Jon Snow's direwolf from... Uh, Game of Thrones.
0: For, for a moment, I thought you were talking about the White Walkers. Nice. Not sentient. Could you? Oh, we could have done a zombie pet. Could have done a zombie pet, yeah. There's a Billy Connolly play. Uh, there's a film called Fido. Okay. Where Billy Connolly plays. It's a world where zombies are kept as pets. Uh, Nick Frost in. Um, Nick Frost kind of becomes a pet. Yeah, at the end in, of. Well, not even in Shaun of the Dead, and everything he's yeah. in with Simon Pegg, really. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm fairly sure he is just Simon Pegg's pet.
0: We were watching, uh, talking about Nick Frost yesterday because I don't think he gets the credit
1: he's warranted. No, I I really like Nick Frost, and I actually don't I don't mind Simon Pegg as a writer and in like the things he's in, but I I once made the mistake of following Simon Pegg on Twitter, and he's the most miserable bastard in the world, and I was just, I just no go away please. Yeah, no, it, it,
0: it's Nick Frost. Frost always seems to get credit as being part of a double act, but not outside of it. Yeah. And he also doesn't get the credit for being as big a part of that double act as. I think people think being the stupid, funny one is easy. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. We mainly got around to him because we talk about fighting with my family. And he's fucking
1: incredible in it. He's very, very good at fighting with my family. Go times.
0: Anyway, do you just want to start this bit again? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, o- o- obviously. So where, went Westeros. Yeah. West, Westeros to Nick Frost. Well, w- it's you cold, know. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, he's a direwolf. Direwolves are. Badass. So they typically live north of the wall. So, you know, first first major plus for living in West London is he'll be used to the terrible weather um around these parts. We had hail here on Monday and it's nearly June. Also, direwolves are the size of small horses and can rip a man's arm from its socket, which is just, you know, the kind of thing that that you want with a with a pet, I think. They are usually sort of grey to black in colour but that's one of the things that obviously makes Ghost really stand out as unique he's albino he's got those really impressive red eyes and similar and I don't think this comparison has ever been made before but Ghost is similar to Seymour Asses in the (laughs) fact that 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 comparison has not been made before (laughs) that they're extremely extremely loyal to their masters and will basically fuck anyone up that tries to tries to attack them yeah
0: because when when Jon snow uh, went back in time and just lived his life out before he got frozen
1: yeah uh, ghost waited for him well ghost did wait next to his body after spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen game of thrones yet, after Jon snow's murdered and hmm. dies wait waiting for the series to get worse yeah ghost ghost like basically has a vigil at the side of his bed the entire time so he does basically do the same thing as, as Seymour. Huh. Um He also kills a lot of people on on uh, Jon's behalf. I <laughs> did I I, I did watch the episode of Future Up. <laughs> and yeah, he's he's saved he j- saved Jon Snow a lot. He um he saved Samwell in an episode when he was kind of get yeah, was going to be taken out by the Night's Watch. Um, and also saved Gilly when she the Night's Watch were going to rape her because, you know, they're nice upstanding guys. And he, he was part of the battle of Winterfell against the White Walkers as well. So he's taken out the zombies too. So, you know, all I'm saying is I feel like if I had Ghost in my life, I would feel not only, you know, really a great loyal companion who is the size of a horse, but also just completely safe at all times. Like, you could leave your doors unlocked. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I, I just, I can't stop imagining Bowie being di- direwolf sized. <laughs> and that is horrifying <laughs> comically
1: i mean he would um accidentally destroy houses yeah yeah that, that's it everything would fall over no bowie the size of a horse christ but yeah back to back to non, non non-bowie dire. what would he be he would be a, a dire frenchy
0: <laughs> uh, yeah just, just a dire, dire bulldog
1: <laughs> yeah but yeah, so and also d- direwolves are like whilst they are in the the fantasy setting of Game of Thrones, that they, they did used to walk the earth. So direwolves inhabited the Americas um, about one point eight million years ago to about as recently as ten thousand years ago, and they were sort of chilling around the same times as mammoths and saber tooth tigers and basically giant, the- gi- giant sloths. Just oh, my favourite one. Yeah,
0: they were the only creature that could naturally spread avocado because because they had massive anuses.
1: Oh, I thought you meant like spread it on toast. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, that's well, they they're big big claws. They used to d- designed evolved to spread avocado on toast.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they uh, they set up like the the little hipster sloth avocado on toast joints.
0: Yeah, but uh, they because they were the only animal, no one else turned up, and that's why they went extinct. <laughs>
1: Just with their little like man buns in their. um. <laughs> hey, hey, don't knock man buns. <laughs> it keeps my hair out of my face. But yeah, mammoths, saber Two tigers, giant stuffs, and they were equipped, obviously, for su- surviving the like hi- harsh ice ages. But turns out when things got cooler and smaller mammals were able to function, being a big old bastard wasn't very helpful because you couldn't move around very quickly and catch prey.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I-, I-, I face that problem daily. <laughs> I'm a bi- I'm a big old bastard in a small old bastard's world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a good job that you don't have to catch your food, is what I'm saying. Oh, God, yeah.
0: It's, uh, well, that's what, you know, maybe with rugby training, we'll introduce, like, the Rocky-style catching chickens. That's the closest I could think
1: of. What is, okay, so if you, if tomorrow supermarkets didn't exist anymore, what is the biggest prey item you think you could catch and kill
0: i mean i would i just
1: probably go to the corner shop <laughs> if food commerce stopped okay. tomorrow okay that's a that's you, a different question you, you pedantic bastard <laughs> and you had to rely on your smart. oh yeah
0: yeah oh look, look at me trying to support small business fuck me right <laughs> um okay biggest biggest prey animal i think i could i could kill they're or can i fashion tools <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can fashion you can fashion tools well, I mean the real question
1: is, can I fashion talk? <laughs> um, um And we'll we'll say hypothetically speaking, we're not in we're not in West London, so there's more plentiful work. Like you're not. Oh, it's not it like just, yeah. the only thing I can get hold of is a badger and a fox. If
0: if, if it was around here, it would just be me descending on a petting zoo. <laughs> and that's that's not, not something kids need to see. <laughs> Just paint yourself up in like the Braveheart War paint. <laughs> <laughs> just charging at the goat enclosure. Um I, I get sheep she, sheep would be easy. I, I could kill a cow.
1: With your bare hands. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah? You just need to get 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 behind it. As long as you can Cow and look. <laughs> for our I was gonna say for our listeners who can't see. For everyone, um, I don't know if you've ever mimed strangling a cow to death before, but I'd recommend it. Yeah, you just need to, like, up under the... It'd kind of be like a rodeo as it it goes out. Yeah. I think I could kill a cow. Okay. Uh, And then fashion tools, which would be even easier. Out of the cow? Well, I'd kill something small. So I would would kill a sheep. Right. Fashion tools out... I mean, I could also just fashion tools out of a stick. You could do. I don't know if you could kill a
1: cow with a stick, though.
0: (laughs) I could kill a cow with a stick. I, I can say that with uh, as, as aggressively as I want, because there's no way we're ever going to be able to prove this unless we go to like some Banana Republic somewhere or something like that.
1: No, I, I think they only sell polos there because it's a clothes shop. I see what you did there. My brain went straight to the mints and I got very confused. <laughs> Do you um, know the polo holes? Yeah, but I also I'm not convinced that they are the polo holes. That's not what happens with the polo. Oh, no, no, n- not in the slightest, but they used to come in the giant polo. Yeah, yeah. Which they then had as the witch's,
0: uh, the Hitcher's eye in uh, Mighty Bush. Yes, yeah, yeah. Ah, good times. This is obviously where this conversation was going to go after <laughs> I just discussed killing, <laughs>
1: killing a cow with weaponry fashioned from the carcass of a sheep. I do like the idea that you've gone. I don't know if you've ever. There was a book that came out a long time ago. Well, not that long ago, probably about fifteen years ago. <laughs> it's not. I'm not talking about like classical literature or anything, or like the writings of Ulysses. The Penguin Classic. And the Homer. Yeah. No, it was. Um, it was a story of a guy who traded up from a red paperclip to a house. Oh yes, yes, yeah. And yeah, I'm just envisioning you doing the same, but with murdering animals.
0: <laughs> yeah, but then you also get to the point. Like there isn't. There isn't. And this is. A bizarre thing to say there isn't anything bigger than a cow i'd particularly want to eat <laughs> like, so think... every, everything else would just be for sport yeah 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 so the my my cow weaponry will be <laughs> entirely recreational <laughs> but there isn't there isn't anything larger than a cow
1: that you'd particularly enjoy eating um whale do you eat whale no i haven't eaten a whale but like a whale would be
0: yeah a cow, a cow carcass harpoon. That's what we're saying. The next <laughs>
1: inevitable step up is. Yeah, I mean this. This is rapidly turning into a game of worms Armageddon. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I think if you if you weren't sure if I would be able to kill a cow, I don't think us in this weird post-apocalyptic <laughs> post-food commerce world, we're going to be able to create a whaling vessel. <laughs>
1: No, probably not. But you know, God loves a tryer. Yeah, exactly. We're fine. That's all. That's all we need. Anyway, from from wailing with cow harpoons back to Westeros. Yeah, uh, Ghost is is an awesome, awesome creature who is just badass and extremely, extremely loyal. I think he'd love it here. Him and Bowie would get on yeah what 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 else would you and the other thing is is that if, if you remember back to i think it's even in the first episode i think of game of thrones when they they come across the direwolves, it turns out that that ghost was the runt of the litter so they didn't even see him at the beginning but by the end of game of thrones he is one of only two that have survived and i don't know about you ian but i just love a plucky underdog story like dodgeball <laughs> Final choice then, I'm,
0: I think, not that our internal podcasting clocks have been thrown off by a two-day delay in recording the last half of the episode or anything, <laughs> uh, we are off to uh, a pet shop on the planet Dathomir, where we are going to find ourselves a nice, cute, adorable, five-metre-tall, armoured pet, Rancor. So, you would know the Rancor from Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Is the, the monster that lives underneath Jabba's palace. It's his pet that he feeds people to. It's not the one... It's not the Sarlacc. That's a different one. I don't want a Sarlacc. I want a rank. Well,
1: just out of interest, what what should be for the Sarlacc?
0: Um, I, 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 I don't think it's as cuddly. No, I suppose no. not. Uh, the Sarlacc to me is more like... It, it's like owning a Venus flytrap over a dog.
1: Yeah, okay. But you would get Boba Fett's... Armor and Boba Fett apparently because he somehow got out of the...
0: Yeah, true, true. But I, I like, I yeah, I, I like the idea of a five meter tall giant monster that would be living underneath my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, a group of rancors. is apparently called a crash of rancors. Nice. And they're described. Uh, the concept of the rancor was described as being a
1: cross between a bear and a potato. <laughs> isn't a crash also the collective noun for rhinos as well i think i think so, so let's find it i do love like collective noun names are just fantastic obviously there's the, the classic murder of crows but there's um there's some really good ones uh,
0: an armory of aardvarks was always my favorite a rumba of
1: rattlesnakes as well uh yeah so
0: it's a crash of rhinoceroses nice um a
1: bike of bees yep a glaring of cats I also like a gang of elks which sounds like a an indie band yeah i do like that <laughs>
0: A huddle of walruses. A horde of hamsters. That sounds like a pop punk band. Horde of hamsters, yeah. Obstinacy of buffalo. (laughs) (laughs) Who comes up with these? I don't know. A coalition of cheaters. That's definitely... uh... It's like The
1: Expendables, but led by Lance Armstrong. Wasn't a coalition of cheaters when uh, the Lib Dems got involved with the Tories? Satire. Uh, Yeah,
0: so a a crash of Rancors, but I think I'd only want one. Kind of like I'm starting to resemble Jabba the Hutt, so why not live my life like him? <laughs> the main reason I want a rancor as a pet is I, I feel like, as a society, especially growing up in the sub you know suburban London, uh, we don't appreciate working animals. There are many occasions in my life where having a rancor to be able to feed people to would have been beneficial. I don't I don't think I I'm thinking of having the trapdoor to the rancor be kind of the at the, the door. front door, just,
1: just the doorbell, yeah,
0: yeah. Fuck him. We'll have the social doorbell, and then you know, like, uh, if you're delivering
1: flyers or leaflets, please click here. Or, it, it, or if the dude that dropped your um, your McDonald's coffee comes back, oh yeah, fuck that guy.
0: <laughs> so, it's, it's, I'm sure it's happened to a lot of people. Uber Eats now won't refund us straight away because we have asked for too many refunds, which is a direct response to their drivers being too shit, but. Yeah so the the obvious next stage from here was figuring out the costs associated with owning a rancor. So I don't think I have to count with food because I will I will just be feeding people to him. That's a subject for a different episode. But luckily for us pirate allen also works in construction. A man of many talents. Man of many talents. Uh, Not fantasy football, though. (laughs) So I got to have a hypothetical conversation with him, and he mentioned a couple of things you'd have to factor in for um, building a Rancor dwelling basement, which is a conversation that exists. So you'd have to check for kind of structural integrity and undermining and things like that.
1: So you'd need to reinforce... Uh, the foundations of your house. Oh, I thought with undermining you meant you know just really chastising the rancor every now and then, just yeah, to so keep him go- angry. I'm going to get sonar
0: speakers <laughs> put
1: into his enclosure. You're not, you're not a real rancor. All the other rancors laugh at you. <laughs> I really, I really wanted a sarlacc.
0: <laughs> You'll do. You're no Seymour asses. I might call the rancor Seymour asses though. Just. As a reference, because that's 100% the kind of shit I would do. You would need to um, combat things like him burrowing through walls and stuff. So you might also have to reinforce just basically everything you own. Yeah. Soundproofing. To be fair, having a French bulldog, I've had to reinforce everything I own. <laughs> yeah, <so>. yeah. <laughs> that's before we factor in the dire French bulldog you'll be looking to get. Yeah. Um, You'd need an access corridor so you could actually go visit the Rancor. A way of cleaning it without being eaten, which is not something I factored in. So maybe a kind of like a... You'd want a cage within the enclosure. That, like like crate training. I, w- I would crate train the Rancor. Okay. So fuck him off into his little cage. You can clean up the mess of yep. uh, delivery drivers who've dropped coffee outside my house. <laughs> and that will also then help get the Rancor in to the enclosure. Yep. Security cameras and sensors to monitor what's going on so you can actually kind of you know fancy baby monitor stuff maybe we'll have it as like a channel on the tv yeah that you can switch to and see what what seymour the rancor is up to some kind of emergency panic room situation in case shit goes wrong you know maybe an escape pod yeah and then something i don't think you factored in with bowie yet uh an emergency suppression system to kill it if uh <laughs> he gets out of control. What does Rancor insurance look like? Um so it's expensive. Yeah. There's uh you need to make sure you've got your Rancor licence. Yeah. Um he needs to have taken him to Rancor, like officially sanctioned Rancor
1: training and there's a big wait list for that now. Uh, COVID well, you know, it's yeah. ruined everything. Well every, everyone's everyone's been at home, they're like, oh I, you know, I don't need to go into the office. I can get a Rancor now. Yeah. There's gonna be a lot that you can get uh like Readopt at the Rancor Trust, I think, probably um, in the next few well, months. That, that's the thing;
0: it, it, it's it always annoys me. But a, a Rancor is for life. Yeah, it's not just for a pandemic. I like that. That was good. Budget-wise, just for building, so the the, the basement, you're probably looking minimum like twenty meter squared. It's
1: quite fairly sizable. Yeah.
0: Generally, with a basement, you're looking at just over two thousand pounds per square meter. So, just for the floor space of the base, we'd be looking at forty k plus v a t and then additional for all the the lighting and the the hidden lever mechanism, which I'm hoping will be like out of uh Emperor's New groove,
1: yeah, but you could also i'm I'm sure it'd be like, yeah, yeah, do this for forty k plus v a t but you know what cash and ad will work to v a t
0: our rancor enclosure we made <laughs> loads of those recently, but yeah, like obviously there's the the, the if we don't go the traditional rancor keeping method of keeping him in a basement, maybe we go the more kind of free-range organic route. Just have him running around a field on a farm somewhere. I, I
1: do only like eating free-range rancor. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I
0: find it a bit gamey.
1: <laughs> a- Acorn-fed rancor.
0: Yeah, no rancor veal though. Yeah, no. I, I feel like you need to you need to have the the basement again it, it it's a working animal it's there as both a deterrent a punishment and i guess a weapon um and then when food commerce stops i'll train it to kill cows
1: <laughs> yeah but if you train it to kill cows it's it's, it's eating the cows you're not you're not but... you're not getting any you might get like a sliver of uh a slither of meat but you're not getting a full cow carcass coming back for
0: i, I don't know it, it depends how you train it Again, because we've been undermining it the whole time, it's going to be a bit more pliable when it
1: comes to returning bovines <laughs> to us. You you can, you can eat the old cow, you piece of shit. We'll <laughs> only love you if you bring us back a cow.
0: <laughs> or, or maybe we we get him, like, all right, so you, you fuck off and get a cow for you. Yeah. Just make sure we get a pig. Okay, so Yeah. It's, it's, it just works.
1: What? So what? one of the things with pets... Yes. And I know you've, you've spoken about him as a working animal, but I don't know if, you know, it's... We're talking about pets here. And one of the things with pets is that you, you know, you kind of have the love and affection. And how, how are you, how is this coming from the Rancor? So you say that,
0: but in Return of the Jedi, when Luke killed the Rancor, yeah, the Rancor owner was visibly upset. So you could assume there was a connection between the two. Do you not think that's maybe due to like the investment in the rancor? Uh, I I don't know. It it seemed to be a lot more of an emotional thing rather than a shit, I'm going to have to get my CV together moment. (laughs) Um, Do you know how hard it is finding rancor jobs on Tatooine? (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know how. I I, I think it would be we would have to learn the best ways for us to show our affection to each other. That sounds like we're going to fuck the rancor. That's not where this was going. But I, I also think it would do great. So I, I think my uh, my girlfriend would appreciate having the Rancor there as a threat for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can see that.
0: If you keep talking about rugby, you're going to have to go see the Rancor.
1: <laughs> and also, so there's a lot to choose from in the Star Wars universe. I think if I was going to take something, I'd probably have gone with the Wampa. I think he's a, I think he's a, a cool... Yeah, quite literally, a, a cool dude. Uh, I also, quite... well, actually, but
0: my, my basement won't have to be refrigerated. A refrigerated basement oh, for a see. womper
1: is an entirely different story. Well, yeah, that's that's an additional cost the, the, right there, the, isn't the it? The
0: power costs alone.
1: <laughs> we could do, you could figure out some kind of solar solar panel thing. Salacious Crumb is another one. I think he's uh, he's an interesting little thing that you could. Uh...
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: He's definitely more portable than a rancor. Definitely more portable than a rancor, but
0: also I think more annoying. Oh yeah, uh, that, that that laugh will be a novelty for a while. I would want, so, so I would want you to own, delicious crumb. <laughs> I'd come visit him. He would do his little laugh. He'd be like, "Oh, this is great. I'm gonna go, go back home now." Yeah, because you think you think Bowie snoring is annoying when we're recording a podcast. Imagine just that, just, just in, in, in the, the background. background. <laughs> <laughs> Another very good impression. I, I, no, used, I used I used to be able to do two spot on impressions growing up. One, the lead singer of Placebo. <laughs> I used to be able to do a spot on rendition
1: of Nancy Boy. I was just about to ask if it was because of of, an article. And
0: um, two, yeah, I used to be able to do the the, Wishes Crumble off. I once did that on a microphone with heavy reverb, and it was the most terrifying thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. A Rancor. Don't want a crash of rancors, just a single, solitary one. Uh, I think it would help enrich my life. They seem quite cool. I assume there'll be a community of Rancor owners I could be a part of. Like a private Facebook group or something. Oh, yeah. Um, it would also, because of the, the added cost of uh, the basement, uh, it would actually have a... Um, it would help add value to the house, which is which is important, which is, if anything, it is the opposite of what happens when you usually own a pet. So from a pure, from a pure fi- financial perspective,
1: it'd be weird not to get a rancor <laughs> at this point. We, for my final choice, are travelling to... Antarctica
0: oh fuck yes I just remembered what your choice is
1: <laughs> and in the depths of the Antarctic winter there is an animal I suppose an organism that is absolutely thriving and and that's an important thing for me because I think I think I discussed I can't remember exactly if I did because it was a few days ago but I think I discussed during my first choice <laughs> no, no 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 it was it was today sorry. We, we've, sorry. we've recorded this all in one go sorry a couple of a uh, an hour ago um that it was uh one of the, the sad things about having pets is that they you know they don't necessarily live as long as us so you know some kind of pet that is going to be around you know potentially forever would be a real real bonus and also the fact that i've got quite a few pets already so you know i like having i like having a lot of animals around and this you know if i was to to own this pet as well it would kind of mean that I kind of have had an ever-growing and adding to my menagerie of pets. I'm, of course, talking about The Thing from the 1982 movie, The Thing. So The Thing, you know, it's it's an alien life form. It's got the ability to assimilate multiple other life forms. And I guess in some instance, even creating new versions of those life life forms. So not only am I getting, like, all these different pets, I could be getting, like, brand new species of pet you know for example a severed head that's also a spider which i don't think that you can i have looked on a few adoption websites looked up the rspca no one's rehoming them so i can only imagine they're either great pets or we can't we can't get them (laughs) my next note here after talking about all the different pets we could have is just variety is the spice of life (laughs) (laughs) i i I believe that was the original tagline for the thing (laughs) And yeah, as I said, like it's you know it's sad when when pets die. It's really difficult for the thing to die. It's it's always going to be around. In in the case of the thing, it may very well outlive me. So yeah, well, I mean, I mean it, it, it would probably outlive you because it's going to kill you. Well, you know the rancor is going to kill you as long as we look after oh, yeah, it. In I, a, I, I I have a nice basement situation going. Yeah, we we have we haven't got onto the thing basement yet, which is not a thing. But basically, what you said for the rancor basement, maybe just. Copy and paste that with, with your editing magic, Ian. You can just okay. place it in here, and every time you say Rancor, just replace it with The Thing. and A, cra- a crash of The... Th- what would the collective noun for The Thing... Actually, no, it would just be The Thing, wouldn't it? It'd be a thing of, of the- things. The of The Thing, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: the, 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 uh, the only problem with The Thing, apart from it being a terrible pet, is <laughs> uh, apparently... Uh if the organism reaches civilized areas, the entire world's population will be infected within twenty-seven thousand hours, which is just under just over three years.
1: Yeah, exactly. And as I said, I'd like a lot of pets. Fair, yeah. So it would just be, <laughs> just me just be and you. Enslaving the human race.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Basically, my idea my ideal pet is being uh the voice of a hive mind. Yeah. That's 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 <laughs> that's, that's that's fair. So would you want so obviously there's the there's the famous thing in the thing, where, so the idea is if it attacks like six dogs, it will become six dogs. Yep. But but they find it halfway through transforming, and it is a weird like Cronenberg
1: dog beast. Yeah, it's kind of like a dog, a bit of dog sludge.
0: Yeah. So dog sludge. So are you, are you in your thing basement, which mm. is definitely not a knockoff of? Well, to be fair, I didn't copyright it, so fair enough. <laughs> Are you having like dog sludge things there or is it just going to be full of animals
1: it's copied? I think as I said variety is the spice of life. So we're going to go with just, you know, whatever whatever I'm not I'm, I don't want to restrict the thing, Ian. I want to, you know, let it let it run free, let it do its thing. Let the thing do its thing, Ian. Yeah. We'll have some dog sludge, we might have a a a six-headed hamster, some kind of head spider. It's great. Well, obviously the head spider. I mean yeah. So yeah, so free free range again, organic the thing, organic the thing. Yeah, yeah, well, obviously, because if I'm going to enslave the human race, it does need to it does need to roam roam free. We obviously we don't need the Arctic, uh, sorry, Antarctic temperatures. That was just happened to be where where it crashed, and also it can thrive in 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 most um most scenarios in in the world. So I think we're okay on that front. We don't need to refrigerate the the rancor slash the thing basement. Which is um, yeah, well so now,
0: now, now we don't have to refrigerate it, that changes the conversation entirely, Graham, where do I sign up,
1: and also, I mean if they if they're hanging out together, we could get like uh you know, I technically, all of the choices we've spoken about today are also my pets because the thing will infect them, and then i can um I can have a rancor and a Seymour asses and a uh, ghost and goose because true the thing is all things true but also
0: like seymour seymour else is the dog not seymour else is the rancor um his his prime kind of instinct was eating pizza and being an adorable smelly dog yeah it wasn't assimilation (laughs) and (laughs) self-preservation You know, <laughs> Seymour wasn't out there assimilating people. Well, but, you know, I mean, maybe maybe this was just the motivation he needed. Uh, okay, so, okay. Yeah, that would be a weird thing, wouldn't it? Just uh, cutting to the depressing montage of Seymour waiting and he's just fucking people up <laughs> for 12 years. Yeah. Uh, I, I see the argument, Graham. I see what you're trying to do. But I, 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 I like pets. Um, I feel like if if someone's able to look after an animal and it's not exactly hurting anyone, they should be able to own what they want. Um, the thing will bring about the downfall of humanity, which, you know, if if I went to, again, if I went, so girlfriend and I are buying a house at some point, we're going to be getting uh, a pet. Which means I will be the third most important person in that house at that time. <laughs> if, when talking about dog breeds, I turned to her and said, this is great, we just have to, you know, obviously have to walk it an hour a day, um, it might bring about the downfall of the human race, uh, we'll need to make sure it's got dry food, um, we're probably not going to get
1: the dog. Why is that? Because it's going to bring about the downfall of the human race. Have you met the human race recently, Ian? <laughs> That is a fair point. I've also met good
0: bits of the human race, and if we start picking and choosing, yeah, that leads to a, a very, a very, a very different list. And I don't want to be on that side of history.
1: <laughs> oh, I do love the thing, though. I haven't seen that film in ages. It's it is phenomenal. Also, probably get a pet Kurt Russell out of it. True.
0: True. You, I'm assuming you'd have just like a load of blood tests around the house just to keep track of things. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, and, you know, we, we've seen um, globally and certainly in the UK, you know, the, the test, the rollout of rapid test kits for COVID has been fairly, fairly good. So we, I'm sure we could do a rollout of um, blood test kits, which is essentially just putting a match into a uh, petri dish of blood. So,
0: yeah, I, I, I do. I'd love to be in the, uh,
1: the, the House of Commons when they have that discussion. It's just like, oh, next
0: up on the agenda, uh, we need a national uh, or, or global rollout of the thing tests because Graham has decided he wants a pet the thing. Ugh. <laughs>
1: uh. Okay. Yeah. So I'm assuming I, I was gonna say am assuming we can't take this much further. <laughs> the thing as a pet, which also is all other things in the known world as a pet. Um including all previous choices here. Yes, with uh with the
0: added addition of it wanting to assimilate and destroy the
1: Yeah and, and, so and yeah. maybe looking a bit more moldy yeah apart from in the case of simurasis who already looks fairly moldy as he is yeah
0: um yeah it's not quite like the i i I would get the argument more if you were say going for like ditto from pokemon or something like that just a cute little shapeshifter not a. that's a that's a fucked up horror movie i would watch just a pokemon horror movie where ditto is assimilating (laughs) planet. anyway anyway that was our choices for fictional pets we would like to own so my top three, by process of elimination, number three on my list is going to be Seymour Alce's The Rancor. Okay. Just because I, I would I, the other two pip it for me. So number two, I think I would go Toothless. Fire Breathing Dragon, you can ride around. You know, it's just great. And then number one, I, I think arguably one of the best screen dogs in Seymour Alce's from Futurama. It's like I said before, it is everything, everything you love about dogs. And, yep.
1: and he is a good boy. What about yours? What's your top three? Reluctantly in third place, I'm going to place the thing. I do think it means that I could have, you know, a really, a really cool menagerie of pets. But there is the, the murdery portion of it that does make it slightly, slightly awkward to to deal with. Second place, uh, it's a tough one between these two. I think I'll go second place, Goose from Captain Marvel. She obviously looks like a cat and acts like a cat most of the time, but the I guess the added uneasiness. You
0: just, you just like animals that unexpectedly have tentacles.
1: <laughs> Basically,
0: <laughs> Two yeah. thirds of your choices were animals that look like something else and then fuck shit up. It says a lot about me, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> i like to fly under the radar and i like tentacles i like what i know and i know what i like
1: um but Flurkin's i think a little bit more unpredictable and as an owner of cats and dogs for for many years cats whilst great pets also do not give half of a fuck about you in fact i imagine that the, the thing is probably more <laughs> more I'm concerned about my well-being than, than the cat would be. And in first place, Ghost from Game of Thrones, because of the... Uh, I guess he's, he's very similar to Seymour um, in many ways, in terms of the loyalty, um, etc. But at the same time, he's the size of a horse. He can rip an, a man's arm out of his socket, and he's just going to defend you to the hilt, regardless of whatever misfortunes may come your way
0: yeah i think that is fair yeah that i i'm i'm gonna immediately push the thing off the table (laughs) while keep while while keeping an eye on it obviously (laughs) because the last thing we want to do is push it off the table then at the end of the episode realize we don't know where it is now yeah and that's how the world ends
1: but the thing is as well regardless of our top three it could they could all be the thing yeah
0: but also regardless of that, that that now applies to every episode we've done. <laughs> so animated characters we could survive a zombie apocalypse with is now, three, Wallace, who might be the thing, <laughs> two, Merida, who might be the thing, and Maui, who might be the thing. We have money, uh, exciting films about boring things. Number one, Moneyball, which might be the thing. <laughs> Just ev- everyone in Moneyball might be the thing. Oh,
1: it would explain Jonah Hill's performance. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah movies improved by adding a wrestler, number one being John Cena with Batista they're all the thing
1: yeah I mean you're saying like this like it's a negative I'm really enjoying this new added trope to the podcast where now we're not sure if our choices are our choices or a further the thing
0: yeah well but for all I know you're the thing and this is how you're assimilating things <laughs> it's like your whole plan is that slowly through the medium of top three lists everybody is the thing but also, but also, luckily, you know, we did do strongest movie villains we could defeat, so we have
1: also defeated the thing. This is very true, yeah. yeah. So, so, if the things did, if the thing, things with the thing did get out of hand, we we know we'd be all right. Yeah, exactly. We're fine.
0: Oh, I, I mean, we also did terrible people in rom coms. It definitely explains a lot that Ted Mosby is the thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if 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 you were to say, show me an alien life form that is trying to pass as a man for knowing how to engage in human relationships i will show you ted (laughs) most yeah okay
0: so we're not going to do the thing are we taking seymour else's the rancor off the table as well
1: just a sentence i never thought i'd be (laughs) a question i never thought i'd be asked yeah i guess so yeah um just i i think probably for the investment alone
0: yeah yeah that's fair And, and, and again it's not as um not as cuddly as uh the tentacly cat or the dragon. For me, the number one is because we're clearly dog people. Seymouros <laughs> C- C- is the the dog. For me, is number one. Right. Uh, it's a fictional pet I would like to own mainly because it sat there for twelve years, waiting for Fry, and I just kind of want to take him out of that.
1: Yeah, I, I can understand that. I think yeah. yeah. For for me, it goes. It would go. I would pick Ghost Ahead just because of the extra like benefits of the, the murderiness that he, he brings to the table not you know not i'm not talking um that
0: that is a <laughs> phrase that is going to come bite you in the ass at a court date someday <laughs> in the but sense bro, did, did you just say uh did you use the <laughs> phrase the added benefit of murderiness
1: in in the sense of protecting me and my friends and loved ones um, not indiscriminate murderiness i'm not an advocate of indiscriminate murderiness just if we were in a situation where you know we were in danger ghost would would protect us and he'd protect you as well because i'd let him know you were a good upstanding fellow all right
0: that, that's that's fair
1: and i so but i agree i think those two in so, in some way shape or form the the dogs are at the top top 2 and then in third place i would Bring Toothless in because I just feel that whilst you can hide anything you want inside Goose, which is a weird thing to say, Dragon. There, it's yeah, it's the it's the transport. It's the um, if you've got some marshmallows and want to make some yeah. s'mores, yeah. It's and I apologize
0: in advance to all of our cat-owning listeners. I would Toothless is the closest I would get to wanting to own a cat. I
1: it's mean, a, dra-
0: a, a dragon that the animators modeled on a
1: cat. My. I have I've always grown up with cats. I love cats, and I think I'll probably always have a cat. But there's there's one of the things about cats is that yeah, they just they don't they they will show affection from time to time, but also they they have nothing but contempt for humans, and this was this is shown mostly by the fact that Mia is most interested in. Showing affection when I'm on a important work call where the video is on and she keeps flashing her butt in front of the screen.
0: Oh, I, I have seen so many cat butts since we've been doing Zoom calls. Because they just don't...
1: Yeah. They don't e- give every, a shit.
0: Everyone I work with that has a cat, at some point, it has walked across the, the webcam.
1: Yeah. Just as a Please pay attention to me. I don't know who these people are. Exactly that. Yeah. She also managed to delete my entire inbox whilst I went to get a coffee as well. Wow. Which was fun to try and find back because I I kind of use my inbox like a to-do list. So like I deal with an yeah, email yeah, yeah. and then I file it away. So I know if I've got 10 emails, that's my sort of my to-do list. That could be if there's lower priority things. Some of those emails might have been from a week or two ago at the, at the bottom yeah. of the list. But... Trying to then go into deleted items and find them through all of the other deleted items because they were from a few weeks ago is a very difficult thing to do. I, I imagine yeah, uh... Uh, Goose would do the same kind of shit. So
0: this, this podcast has now just become the excuse for why you didn't get that thing done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Top three shitty excuses. One, the cat deleted my inbox.
1: It is, it is <laughs> the uh, 2020 version of the dog ate my homework, basically.
0: I, I once knew someone whose homework was eaten by their dog. Oh, really? Yeah, and then th- they had to lie. Because it wasn't believable. Yeah, they had to come up with a fake excuse why it wasn't done. Because nobody would believe the real reason. Like, fair enough, I like this. I'm going to be telling a lot of people this for years. Okay, uh, for me, I'm going, I'm going Seymour is number one, because I feel like he, he deserves the win. And it would be,
1: for a close second, it would be Ghost of the Direwolf. Okay, uh, you know what? He's, he's had a hard life. Let's, let's give it to him. Let's give him yeah. this one. And yeah, such a hard
0: life they had to, like, write. Yeah. <laughs> Rewrite Futurama history to allow him to have
1: a happy life. And also, such a hard life that also he might be the thing.
0: Uh, yeah, true, true. But we all might be. So, the podcast Nobody asks For's top three fictional pets we would like to own. Number three, we have Toothless the Dragon from the How to Train Your Dragon series. Number two, we have Ghost, the direwolf from Game of Thrones, and number one, we have Seymour Asses, the dog from Futurama. If you agree with our choices, if there's other fictional pets you would like to own, you can find us on Instagram at the podcast nobody asked for, and you can also find us on Kofi at the podcast nobody asked for, where you can buy us a coffee, and all that money goes to seamlessly making it look like we filmed recorded this episode in one day. <laughs>
1: if you also might be the thing tweet us at nobody for pod and tell us why you should be on our top three list of movie pets you'd like to we'd like to own um, you can also find us at the same place on facebook
0: uh, and remember to leave a review on apple podcast if you like what we do and in your review put any future episode ideas you have and we will do our favourite ones so don't know about you I am probably going to go off and do a blood test just to be sure we aren't the thing, because that's something that's going to prey on my mind, much like an alien that assimilates people.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, we're all the thing. It's like I, it's like we are Groot, right? We are the thing.
0: Yeah, you, you said that in a very like life-coachy way. <laughs> you just need to remember, guys, we
1: are the thing. You are the thing. You are the thing. Dear listener, you are the thing. But most importantly, we are the thing.